I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. What's up, y'all? This is Slim Kid Trey on Rebel Radio, and I'm... Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> What's up? This is Rebel Radio. What up, what up? This is DJ Newmark. This is Peanut Butter Wolf. It's your boy. It's okay. Keep checking out Rebel Radio. Rebel Radio. This is Rebel Radio. We're in the place right here. Uh -huh. Rebel Radio is going down. What did you say? Rebel Radio? Oh, wait. Let's do it again. Rebel Radio. Hey, what up? Welcome back to Rebel Radio. I'm your host, Josh Levine. If you're keeping count, we're on episode 77. I can't believe how fast it's gone. Make sure you go back and listen to every single episode starting now. Hey, my guest today is Slim Kid Trey, one of the members of the Far Side. You might remember the Far Side from their worldwide smash, Passing Me By, but they had a bunch of great records in the 90s and uh, were a big part of the underground hip hop scene on the West Coast and really worldwide. Uh, Trey is now on tour with Bizarre Ride Live, which is kind of a, a bit of a revival of the far side. He's also partners with DJ Newmark in a group called Trademark. He's also got a rock group happening called Backbone and a bunch of other side projects happening. This dude stays busy. He comes in and gives us some great stories on the uh, truly bizarre ride that the far side went through. He's gonna give us his secrets to putting on a great live performance. And he's also gonna tell us how he was able to, to regroup after uh, the far side broke up. Um, basically start with a blank sheet of paper and build a career all over again. Really amazing stories, crazy stuff this dude's been through. Um, so excited to share it with you right after our EDM.com track of the week. It's been neither long nor easy I'm possibly suicidal One day a bullet might free me Of course I try not to think it Thoughts can be sorta of sneaky My mind got the Parkinson's It's unstable and I'm uneasy So grateful but can be greedy 
baby since cradle I wasn't typical My mama tell me since birth I just been difficult But that's the key to my worth I'm a different stroke, different paddle, distant boat Skipping planets out your scope I remember listening to Andre 3K And he told me it's okay to be an outcast I said I remember listening to Andre 3K And he told me it's okay to be an outcast I said I remember listening to Andre 3K And he told me it's okay to be an outcast Yo, that was the EDM.com track of the week Shout out to EDM.com for sending us great music every week To share with you here that was Jay Doze and Kojo with a track called Outcast. If you liked it, go to soundcloud.com slash hip hop. That's H-I-P hyphen H-O-P. Then you'll hear more like that. And now let's hear more from Thanks for being here, man. I appreciate it. And so, like I said, so good to run into you. And, Absolutely, man. Um, and I feel like, you know, We've known each other. I, I was trying to remember how we met even. I think that I interviewed you guys for The Source. Okay. I know I interviewed you for somebody when the first, before the album okay. came out. Uh, the first album or the, the second first album? album? Okay. Um, wow. I think it was The Source, but I might be wrong. I don't know. I was, it could I be. I was like their West Coast dude for a minute. Okay. Uh, when The Source was The Source? When The Source was The Source. It was like, <laughs> after, I think Paul was their West Coast guy first. And then he was busy doing big things with, with you guys and yeah. some other folks. But we've had Paul on the show. We've had Newmark on the show. Oh, man. So I'm excited. Yeah, this was uh, a nice To little... have you on. But, and, but I remember, you know, that interview was like, like the way I, you know, I was involved in the hip hop scene here. And like Farside just sort of came out of nowhere. Like that, as far as. Yeah. I knew about and like all of a sudden everybody was singing your mama. Yeah. Like that was just like yeah. it was just everywhere and, and it's one of those things when, you know, I'm sure you know, because then it blew up and, you know, became you know, you guys were on tour worldwide and yeah. doing all that, but but it was like for us, you know, like the whole world as far as we knew was all about the far side, like, you know, all at once. That was a really good time, man. Yeah, I'm sure. That was a really sure. good time. We did, what, what, what was interesting, well, what's cool about us is how we had, like, kind of, like, no filter about performance. Yeah. No filter about, like, what we were recording and yeah. things like that. And, and that type of fun that we were uh, immersed in um, resonated. Mm-hmm you know, all sure. of our shows, like we were, yeah. you know, just by not having a filter, we could have quirky shows where we're wearing a mask and yeah, yeah. just all kind of crazy stuff yeah. and just really going all out with our shows and not really caring. Yeah. And that really resonated, you know, because like For there sure. was a time where we were doing so many like showcases to get signed mm -hmm. and never got signed. Like mm -hmm. everybody, man, it was just, it was depressing. And so it was the second that we, stop giving a crap about yeah. it that's when everybody started giving is a crap right? about us and it's just so funny it's it's like everything every time like any you name any uh business person that's going through it yeah trying to do it and the second he goes just you know fuck i'm just gonna do my i'm gonna do my own thing mm -hmm. and that's he starts taking the steps to do it and the next thing you know everybody's like hey what's that over there nice so, okay well so i, I want to talk about that but but i want to i don't want to start there 
Okay, cool. <laughs> like, how, how'd you get first into music even as a kid? Oh, like give us give us the very okay. beginning. Do you even remember like oh yeah the first record you bought or mm. the first record that like really touched you? So music was basically my babysitter. Okay, I was a latchkey kid. Yep, I used to uh, uh, you know walk home in the first grade with my with my cousin, and when mm -hmm. I go in the house, you know I got to go in the house. I can't go outside until mom's get home. Right. So my mom always had like all kind of records she had this long ass uh the turntables like a little drawer and you pull it out uh -huh. and then there's a turntable yeah, there. yeah it's yeah, like yeah. a little long ass console, the big console with the lights on the end uh, you know the party it. lights and stuff yep. so that was that wow and then at my grandmother's house my grandfather had like a reel to reel yeah so I remember the reel to reel, yeah. and they would have their parties. They put on this big old yep. like uh, movie tape yep. <laughs> on there to listen to music. Yeah, my dad uh, had one of those. The eight track tape, all of that, just so many records, um, a lot of things that really resonated with me when I was growing up was either Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, um, at every barbecue or whatever mm -hmm. was going mm -hmm. to be um, the Isley Brothers. Mm -hmm. I remember what suit that I was wearing. <laughs> backyard barbecue it was a plaid blue and uh, blue and red outfit. And I had a cowboy hat on or oh, something. Shit. And I remember like my aunts and uncles and every everything and just that energy like that. It was truly soul. Mm -hmm. Like soul wasn't just soul music. Soul was yeah. the 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 you know the culture. Everything about it. Everything about it, yeah. how people felt about each other, you know, um, the family, uh, like the songs, like really said so much mm -hmm. about your whole life. So mm -hmm. that is what I was like a sponge to it, mm -hmm. you know. Um, was so, there was there one record that stands out? Was just like your hmm. your song, my song. I think my like coming up, there was a song that really like kind of made me think in a like a galactic way mm -hmm. and it was I Know Kavita by uh, Quincy Jones. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was outside, it was nighttime because I was supposed to be in the house by then, by now. But this car was blaring this song, uh -huh. and something about it, I, I just kind of went into a little trance. Yeah. And it unlocked me. Yeah. And it wasn't the first song that unlocked me, but this one, like, kind of really, like, connected. And as yeah. I listened to it, like, I can listen to it today, and it'll mm -hmm. take me to that. It, it helped me to, like, oh, like imagine, you know? And um, sure. that was, yeah. I thought that was healthy. Another, um, Another song was, uh, I think it was Knee Deep or something by, mm -hmm. you know, Parliament. Mm -hmm. Something about that, it, it, I don't know what they did. I don't know what spirits sure. they worked with. Yeah. But it opens you up. And right. it's like it's like 15 minutes long, but you don't get tired. Right. You And you, then you play it again. Right. So now you, like, went through 30, 30 <laughs> minutes to an hour and a half of your time, you That's know? Right. yeah. So it's stuff like that that really, like, kind of, um, once again, I, I, it just put me in alignment mm -hmm. with all that life meant as a culture, as growing up, you know, like how I see my mom and dad and yeah. everything connected. It just, it was like a time capsule for it, like. You know, it's so interesting to talk about that because like, you know, we talk about now in the business, the like the disposability of music. Yep. And we know it keeps getting faster and faster and, and seeing, you know, you put out a record today and it's like, even the, 
it's changed to where it's not like I'm gonna make an album, then I'm gonna go on tour, then I'm gonna take some time off and start right. over. Yeah, like it's you just constantly making music and putting it out. And but you know, but from the fan side, like it's such a different thing. And we have these songs that for 40 years have like meant so much yeah. to us, and it take you back to that, you know, that time in your room or that you know whatever. There's certain records, you know, we used to. You know, I remember we, we went to Palm Springs one time for spring break and we got in the car and realized we only had one tape. Oh. And like, so we played it over and over. And like, and if yeah. I put that on now, like I get hot because I'm in Palm Springs. <laughs> like I feel the sun on my, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, you know, that's just amazing power that music has. It's what it's supposed to do. You yeah. Know? Like even the frequency that music is tuned to ain't the same as it was. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, my musician friends, we all talk about that a lot because, you know, music should elevate you within the first five minutes or first couple minutes of hearing it. Mm -hmm. It's that's what it's supposed. That's what its job is. You right. know, to expand your mind, not just not make it narrow. Sure. You know, not make you feel like it's like robotic in some sense, or it's what everyone else likes. It's mm -hmm. so I guess it's hot too. Yeah, it is hot but you thought it was stupid at the, in the beginning, but hey, uh, let's just go with what the masses have, you know, the collective. For sure. And I, I don't do that, man. I'm unplugged to it. Is that right? Yeah, like, you know, I have a, I, I, when I DJ in Portland, you know, there's uh, three DJs, myself, okay. uh, Rev Shines, and um, DJ Nature. And sometimes we get the people that come run up for requests. Yeah. You know, these hot girls come up to you, do you have this, blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, you're hot, but I ain't going to play that. You know what I mean? Now, let me see if my, my, other, my other dude has it. Because right. some, so, like, I'm, I feel good that the things that I really think is shit music, mm -hmm. I don't have it in my computer. Mm -hmm. But he does mm -hmm. because right, he, right. and he's mindful of, you know, the audience and where, like, yeah. this is where everybody is now. Right. And, I, you know, and... Just to be fair, as a DJ, maybe I should have a few items that are for them, too. I'm always trying to educate folks on some, something sure. new, because that's what DJs do, too. Well, you know, look, I think it comes down to, um, you know, I had, uh, I had Jared from Rockus Records on the show, and he was talking about, like, you got to have your mission statement. Yeah. Right? And, you know, the way you do your thing is different. Yeah than somebody else because you have a different mission behind it. Yeah. Right? It means something different to you. And I think, you know, some guys, like, what they want to do is play whatever people want to hear. Yeah. And that's going to have benefits to them and costs as well. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, and you, you want to play what you want to play, and some people won't like that, and, you know. I, I learned to, like, kind of blend it. Mm -hmm. I'll have, so if they ask for, like, a let's say a Fetty Wap or whatever, okay. I'll go through Fetty Wap stuff and see what is fire to me. Right. And then I'll play a Fetty Wap. Right. I might not have what they asked for. Right, right, right. But I'm going to play this Fetty Wap. Because yeah. like, the way I DJ is texture-wise. Okay. I love like triggering the audience. You know what I mean? I love when the dance floor clears. I'm like, oh, really? And then I'll just drop this thing and they're like, right, run to the dance floor. Oh, my yeah. thing. You know, and, yeah. and that's just, I don't know, that's just cool to me, you know. Yeah. I DJed with uh, Maceo from De La Soul. Uh -huh. Now, he'll educate you on things. For sure. I love listening to him DJ. I remember we were in, um, 
oh my God, Finland or something. I forgot where we were, but he played a set and it blew my mind because he went through he went through a lot of different genres. Mm -hmm. He played 50 Ways to, to Leave Your Lover. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. I know I can go I can I can go wherever I want to go. It's like I'm I'm the, you know, the pilot of this party. Right. Where do I want to take them? Yeah. Do I want to expand their mind? Do I want to educate them about like maybe where that sample came from, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. Hey, check it out. Rebel Radio is brought to you by Wix.com. Do you need a website? No, let me tell you, you do need a website and you can do it yourself with Wix.com no matter what business you're in. If you got a startup, your music career, your uh, earwax collection, I don't know what you're doing. Whatever it is, you need a website. And Wix is used by more than 84 million people worldwide. It makes it easy to get your website live today. You can spend time on your business. Don't spend time building your website. There's hundreds of designer-made templates to choose from. Use the drag-and-drop editor. You drop in your images, your videos, your copy, and next thing you know, you have a beautiful website that you built yourself. It's fast, it's easy, it's free. We did it with rebelradio.net. Check it out, and you can see the amazing work you can do with Wix.com. You're too busy with everything else? Stop worrying about your website. Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to wix.com, create your own website today, send it to us, and we will promote it online. All right. Are you, so, before you started making music, you were dancing, right? Yep. Yeah. I um, was a battle dancer. Okay. Uh, myself, uh, Imani, Imani uh, mm -hmm. in my group, and um, a good friend, Kai Mackey, and my, my friend, uh, Thomas Nicholas. Shoot, man. We used to jump in the car, uh -huh. drive all the way down to Bakersfield. That's where we met the Baker Boys oh, and, that right? and DJ Chalk because... Okay. They were throwing parties down yeah. there. And so my, my, my boy, uh, Kai, he was like, yeah, my cousin has got a party going on. Y'all want to go? I'm like, hell yeah. I think we were like 18 or 19 yeah. or something like and that. That's what? That's that's three hours, four hours. It's something like that. But yeah. we, we were, you know, high speed. Yeah, when you're young, dude. You just, yeah. I was matter. like, damn, I go. was never home. Yeah. I'm like, you know, when I, I was like, all right, bye, mom. Right. And I wouldn't be back for days. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. And I'm like, damn, I hope, now I'm like, damn, I hope my son doesn't do that to us. <laughs> but we would go down to Bakersfield yeah. and, you know, just battle dance there. Or we go to this place called um, Club Zap that was in Anaheim. My okay. boy, DJ Tony Stewart, okay. used to DJ there. Mm -hmm. And um, these were all our younger years. And my whole focus, our whole focus was like, get it in mm -hmm. on the dance floor, dancing. Yeah. And um, next thing you know, um, over time, uh, we had to do that because we had to make a living. So okay. we were dancing in music videos, okay. uh, dancing on a living color, nice. dancing in, uh, I think it was a, what was the guy video? Yeah, the guy video. Is that right? Uh-huh. Nice. Um, what was the first uh, first check you got? Like, what, what, what ooh, was the first gig? So that was, so, man, I don't remember, but I remember we, I remember my first after moment. Uh-huh. And I knew about after, if you get into after, I think you get your first check, but then your next couple of checks, right. your next couple of checks you won't even get because you got to pay their due. Yeah, they hold on to it or right, something right, like right. that. That's the, like the actor's union. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we did that. And then um, 
that was always cool because like when your stuff was on TV or, or something like that, you know, you get this fat little after check out of yeah. nowhere. And we were li literally living check to check. Yeah. Or whoever had a check For would sure. feed the crew. Right. You know, because that's just what it was because yeah. we were like pursuing our, we're pursuing our dreams. Uh-huh. You know? And we were young, so when, you re when you're young, you don't really have, you're, you're kind of like resilient, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. So we were still working on our craft and things like that. But um, the good thing about being a dancer before being a rapper is we can pick these beats. Because, mm -hmm. you know, we were always in the cypher on the dance floor, mm -hmm. you know, and what triggered us uh, to get out there and, and, and get the groove in. Yeah, we were house dancers too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. house music. We go to some house um, house music parties out in uh, oh my gosh, East. Okay. <laughs> uh, I can't um, Monterey or something like that. Okay, Monterey Park. Some okay. The Tan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. San Gabriel Valley. Yeah, all of that stuff yeah. over there. So we used to like really get down over there too. Yep. And. Um, it was really good for us. Mm -hmm. um, we were choreographers as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I Imani and Romai. Uh, well, Imani danced in the Remember the Time video with oh, Michael okay. Jackson. Yeah. Um, Fatima, you know, who choreographed the Remember the mm -hmm. Time video, mm -hmm. uh, would and my cousin Janine and um, they were like super dancers too. Like there were some super ones. Mm -hmm. yeah, and Imani and Romai and GTI, yeah. they were a super group. Nice. Dance wise. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Fatima and my cousin uh, uh, Janine and Tish, they connected with us. Mm -hmm. And so they would learn stuff from Romai and Imani and, and Robert Benson as well, who danced for Janet Jackson. Okay. And we were yeah. we were a lot bigger than Farside mm -hmm. in the dance thing to me, like uh, when we were just like in, in our community, you know? Sure. Yeah. And it was. So the how did you start making music? We were making music along the way. Okay. <clears throat> so our showcases, uh, when we were two, the group called Two for Two, mm -hmm. we would dance at Locke High School because um, Reggie Andrews, who was our manager at the time, mm -hmm. uh, threw a lot of showcases to, and invited, you know, you know, Jimmy Iovine or, you know, like a lot of big cats that he knows, John, uh, John, oh, just people, folks from Motown, just yeah, yeah. places where he um, was in the industry with, mm -hmm. and they would come and check out our showcases. So the rap part was in there, and the dance part was in there for us too. Right. So we were really always putting on like a, a, sure. sh a show, yeah. you know. So it's a long little road, man. That's and good. I mean, you guys knew how to move the crowd, right? Yeah, just, exactly. You know, not just get up there. But it was a different thing when we were two for two than when we were far side. How do you mean? Well, because when we were far side, we were us. We were truly us because we had been broken down to the to the dirt about you know like as far as like our dream of being in. So like two for two know, wasn't it wasn't happening. We were trying to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I thought our music was good or whatever, right. but you know like looking back, it's like how was the music different? We gave a lot less of a fuck. Yeah. And you can hear it. Yeah. That's how our music was different yeah. as opposed to making these songs that were kind of corny, possibly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, you know, I think what Farside brought, you know, you know, that was at a time when uh, gangster rap was really, yep. you know, starting to dominate. Yep. Um, you know, and 
everything coming out of New York was a super serious. Right. Daylight I mean? was the best example of, yeah. you know, breaking out of that. For sure. Because that was there. So right. East Coast gangster thing and all of that stuff was what it was. And then you had the De La Soul and then you had the Tribe Called Quest, you mm -hmm. know, to cut through that. And then for the West Coast gangster stuff, you had us to cut through right. that part just to open the way for the backpackers, uh, you know, mm -hmm. the groovers, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Know, so Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in that, that energy was so contagious that like it was a breath it was a break yeah. it was like a breath of fresh air yeah one good thing i would say about how we came out is when we were getting signed you know we went with delicious vinyl for a, a lot of reasons for creative control for one mm -hmm. um for two the brand new heavies was on there and they were like you know good quality music for and sure. then they had this compilation that they put out with a lot of heavy headers on it you know the, the um the heavy rhyme experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they the had your, your, your uh -huh, and yeah. you had the gurus on yeah. there. You had a bunch, and then you had us. Mm -hmm. And so what's really funny is how we thought about that. Like we like we put soul flower on it. It's like a quirky little mm -hmm. yeah, da 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 silly shit. I have the hydros, but they repo my crop. It's still I still like scotch on the rocks because I just get paid. And we always look towards East Coast rap because we wanted our stuff to reflect it. Right. Because that's what we wanted, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we did this album hoping that it would be like that, <clears throat> and it wasn't. It just wasn't. Right. It didn't sound like it. We was like, how do, man, what, it, must be the, it must be the air that's out there. Yeah. Is there air different? Do they drink different water? Like, what? <laughs> like really, we were literally trying to figure yeah. out that how is that sound bumping we and that's we went seeking like like after, what was, that was like de la and tribe you're, you're looking yeah, at yeah, yeah 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 de la tribe yeah. uh diamond d right that beat yeah. that kick that hump mm -hmm. that you know that bump we wanted we needed that mm -hmm. that was what was missing with ours like we thought uh the czar right was thin mm. i mean it might have been fun and colorful like we mm -hmm. didn't laugh about you're talking about like sonically sonically okay yeah, we didn't really laugh at how people laugh about Bizarre Right when they hear it right. until years later. It's like, right? damn, that shit is kind of funny. Right. You know, like, because we didn't realize it because yeah. we were too focused on what we were trying to get to. So in the second album, we got closer to it because we used Tim Tim Lathan right. to, um, to mix. To engineer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, our record because that was, that was Tribe's, mm -hmm. you know, guy. Mm -hmm. and um, and then Bob Powers too right you know what I mean so we were adamant about getting our shit bumping you yeah. know so that's why we worked with you know we call Q-Tip because we did like the first half of the production of Lab Cabin was me uh, Romai or Booty Brown uh -huh. uh, Fat Lip uh -huh. and LAJ you know we did our stuff on over here yeah. and when we had like a little listening session we were at um at the studio, having a listening session to see where we are. And when we got through, it was like, we still, we still need something. Yeah. We still need something. And Mike Ross was like, you know, well, maybe we should, you know, figure out, you know, maybe we should go to New York or whatever. Like, yeah, so we got in touch with Q-Tip. Mm -hmm. Q-Tip was like, yeah, come on through, come mm -hmm. on up, you know. And uh, so we went to New York for like six months. Oh, wow. You know, to record, um, you know, we recorded with this guy, Genji Brown. We recorded with uh, um, 
Diamond D. Mm-hmm. We was we was in, we was whew, we yeah. was in it. Like you know, like our nights were. It was first off, it was blizzard and snow mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. So you gonna be inside, and if you're trying to get outside, you gotta all right, put on this and put on that. You know, to, right. to get where you gotta go. So we was like pretty like stationary, like writing lyrics and then getting to the studio and things like that. But um, when we met up with Q-Tip, he was like, man, he's like, I'm working on this Mob Deep record, you know, trying to finish it. I won't be able to do anything with you guys, but I got a guy. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, all right, cool. He's like, come to my crib and we're going to listen to his beats. So we went to his house and uh, he puts on this, you know, this this beat tape snippet thing. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, Jay Dilla stuff. Mm-hmm. So we had running. There comes a time in every man's life when he's got a hand up on his own. Can't depend on friends to help you with uh, The song Bullshit mm-hmm. was, man, just sitting there listening to these snippets that weren't long at all. Yeah. Like, you want it, you want it, right, you don't, right, right. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, you That's know? That's so crazy. So we picked um, Bullshit, we picked Running, we picked Drop. And then we, you know, we were like, we did a bunch of stuff and then we're like, all right, um, once we finished out there, we flew back to Los Angeles because, you know, we had a good thing. We were about to start mixing it mm-hmm. and we just had JD come down and uh, and mix it down here with mm-hmm. us. And uh, shit, man, the rest is kind of like history, Yeah. you know? Yeah. So wait, go back for a second though, when, when you know, you're coming out of two for two and, and you know, you become the far side and that. And bef- like, what was the first time when you felt like, okay, this is this is real. This is going to happen. Like, did you oh. do this for a living? Man, I think we we all got eleven thousand dollar check. Oh, we got we all it was like eleven. Each 11 one of each. us got eleven. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. And Which back then, like, that was a lot of money. Like money. It felt world, great. Right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what can we go do? Right. It really didn't. I mean, it and was. Wh- what was that? What was the check for? Like it was for the DV. You know, it's like an advance. Oh, it was an advance. Okay. Yeah, it was an advance. And, okay. And um, you know, we were just we we're happy. So getting about, signed, you feel like getting okay, signed we, was we like it. it was cool, but it really didn't hit us quite right. yet. So I think the the first time that it hit me like this is real is when I was recording um, Soulflower Remix mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I smoked a joint, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sitting in there and I'm doing my rap and stuff like that. And next thing, you know how weed does, it'll take you outside of you to look at what you're doing. Right. <laughs> so I had that moment. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I'm putting my voice on this forever. Yeah. And ever and like you know, and in my mind started thinking about what the what the hell forever was, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, I need to be careful of what I say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I need to make sure that everything that I'm saying is true. Right. You know what I mean? Like I I, I went through every lyric at that moment. Yeah. To make sure that I'm not being a bullshitter. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was that moment, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is real. Then getting out into the world. There was another moment that I um, came in. It came in two moments. The second moment was uh, we had done a we had done a couple of videos and videos before. Yeah. But it was something about when we did "Pass Me By." We did it, and we were in the edit bay, 
And so I was high again. Mm. And you know how you have that moment <laughs> where you're outside of yourself. <laughs> so I'm looking at, you know, um, my verse and I'm like kind of doing this with my hair and I come out and then, you know, I'm rapping my verse and I'm just like, wow, I'm trapped in this film mm. forever. Like, if I die, right. it's not going to fade right. or erase. Yeah. Like, you know, we do shit like that. Yeah. But it made me take it all serious. So it's like, what am I putting out there? I always had that moment, that, that thought, what are we putting out there? How are we putting it out there? And making sure everything was. So and how does that change then, like, your creative process? Like, is it, hmm. you know, because back to the point of, like, you could take that too seriously, right, and get afraid to put anything out, yeah. can, right? And yeah. so how does that change the I'm, way you approach I'm kind of glad that I don't have like fear of recording mm. and creating. Yeah. Uh, I know people like they're like, "Oh, my first album," because they were, you know, the, the sophomore jinx right. thing. I never yeah. had that. Yeah. I don't want to think that way. Yeah. I just like, I don't, like, why should I think that way? Right. You know, like, first off, damn, this is fun. It took us a long time to get here. Right. You know how many people that you know, like, yeah. when you think of like high caliber people, sure. and then we're there too. You know, um, so creatively. I'm just, I'm just kind of open. I have yeah. like, I have the spirits that walk with me that whisper songs to me all night, mm. and melodies and things like that. So I, I feel blessed mm -hmm. to have it. Sometimes you know, like, I can't sleep because there's a melody in my head, and then when I wake and, my ass up and yeah, go sing it into a thing or write it down, then I can go, to, I go straight to sleep. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and um, it's a, it's like a, it's like a little, like a little blessing and a curse. But I'm glad that, hey, thank you for choosing me. And I always say, thank you for choosing us to be, um, to be the vessel to make Bizarre Ride to the Far Side and the Far Side things, mm -hmm. all of it. Mm -hmm. I and we, I believe, are very thankful in that capacity. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it could have been somebody else. It could have yeah. been anybody else, but they whispered to us. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I, 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 I'm grateful for that. And in and all these little things from me realizing that my voice is on here forever and my my uh, image is on here forever when they when it comes through i just let it you know mm -hmm. i listen mm -hmm. you know i play the bass too and i'm like i listen i don't i'm not just really playing i'm mm -hmm. listening mm -hmm. and i always figure like it's a conversation between like for me and my bass it's a conversation between a man and a woman mm. like, do 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 yeah, that's cool. You know, like, because yeah. that's how I hear things. Yeah. And I just listen to the conversation and play it out. Right. You know? That's uh, the trip. It is, it is. Or sometimes when I'm out and about, you know, I'll hear a conversation. Or, like, my grandmother has a bunch of little uh, little sayings because she's from the south, down south, you mm -hmm. know, and they have little sayings. And those sayings turn into, like, nice little hooks mm -hmm. because those sayings are something that they've said for many years. They've connected. It, was, it like really hits you. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And well, you talk about like the the foreverness of music, right? And yeah. that's part of it. Is it's, get, it's all like we man. get these, you know, whether it's the slang, the language, or these stories. Yeah. Right. That you know, this is a way of recording that and and you know, bringing it across generations. Yeah, it's important. So wait, okay. So then, then you know, passing me by blows up. The album blows up. How how big? How big was it? Like, I know it was like a gold record or whatever, but 
But I wish. But it, it was bigger than that. I wish the technology of right, right now was then. Yeah. It would just be just bananas. Yeah. Because it was, you know, like, we went gold, uh, the, the, you know, the first record went gold, so it's, it's past gold. I don't know where it's at right sure. now, but I know that yeah. there, I know we sold more than that. Yeah, of course. Even Tupac was like, he's like, yo, man, he's like, I know y'all shit's platinum. And we're like, nah, man, it ain't. He's like, right. if it ain't platinum, somebody fucking y'all. Yeah, I mean that's you know what I mean. That's, that's you know music business. That is it's, economics, and but all that. you know, but 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 like but like I said earlier, like you know, for us it was it was everywhere. It was the biggest. It was everywhere. World, you know it what was I mean? Really, everywhere. so you guys must have felt like it was thing is just you know, there's no ceiling to it. It was weird because parts of us can't really get into where it's at, right? Because we got work to do. Yeah. You know, and yeah. sometimes if we get caught up in it. Because when you get caught up in it, I think you fail because you get stuck there. Mm -hmm. And that's where that sophomore jinx comes because now you're trying to make something. So was there any moment of like celebration or like did you go on a crazy, did you buy anything outrageous or like? Man, what do was we it, do? Or was it just like, okay, now, now I'm just, somebody's telling me where to be every day. We were, you know, I think there was just moments like of, you know, like, the celebration was going on tour in Europe or yeah. going on going to Japan. Like yeah. our stuff was different. Um, we were always focused on music. We would always be on tour. Like the Bizarre Ride album, we were on tour so long. Mm -hmm. That's why it took a long time between, mm -hmm. you know, to make this. We had to stop touring mm -hmm. to start making Lab Cab in California. Right. We were touring with The Roots. And the Roots kept, they kept touring. And they sure. still kept touring. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, man, because we used to all tour together a lot. And then uh, just to see, like, um, just all of our, co you know, our, our colleagues, you know, De La Soul, whatever, right. still going, still yeah. going. Yeah. But uh, there's moments where you have to take a break. And you got to. It's interesting, though, because, you know, I think, you know, hip hop in general has been like as an industry has done a really bad job with touring, right? Yeah. And, and you know, you guys are, you were kind of an exception and there's a few exceptions to that, but you know, most rappers don't have great shows. They don't get I think they came a lot of a big time. shows and whatever. And it, yeah, it's just time and, and I don't know, it was probably, who knows why that is, but, mm. um, but you, you know, I know you guys, you were on Lollapalooza, you were on like, yeah. you know, outside of the uh you know just the hip-hop shows and whatever we came up in a different time yeah like we wanted to impress new york mm -hmm. we knew that the bar was high mm -hmm. our first one of our first shows in new york man it was like uh q-tip was there like it was so many majors folks there mm -hmm. and Luckily, we had our two for two days where we were always doing these showcases and stuff like that, and you know, performing and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And we were like super, we were super, super serious about our performance and what it was. Even to this day, like you know, when we get when we hit the stage, it's all professional. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whatever zone we're in, we're we're in the zone, you know. Yeah. And so we get to the stage, and it's like this. This is when, like, uh, they didn't have, like, cordless mics. Right. So they had this big ball. Right. 
of mic wire yeah. with the mic sticking out of it. So it was our turn to get on. Right. Um, Mark Love was getting the records ready, and then mm -hmm. we're standing there in front of everybody waiting in New York, mm -hmm. and we're unraveling this <laughs> fucking ball of fucking cords so we can, you know, get started. Right. So everybody's like watching us, you know, like doing, you know, like this, like this and just, you know, I heard a lot about these these cats, but what, what the fuck? Right. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. New York. New York. It's not an easy crowd. It wasn't an easy crowd. Oh, sure. it wasn't an easy crowd at all. So we got the, we un, untied it, and then we got into our little circle that we do for our show when we mm -hmm. start off. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, like, because uh, it was like our DJ was, it was, it was you know, mm -hmm. he's throwing mm -hmm. all the records. Sure. So we was doing our little thing. Um, my name is Booty Brown and this chick of time. This chick, and then mm -hmm. we mentioned all of our names. Mm -hmm. And then um, he drops this other thing, and we just, just exploded on the whole crowd yeah it was high energy like it was so it was so in it i didn't know where we was at mm -hmm. and when we were done like tip was like yo that is one of the most amazing shows i've seen mm -hmm. and you know we were just like wow that's cool because we all look up to y'all mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. y'all putting us up, up you know you right. know and i feel like sometimes whew, man like the rest was history once we was cool and that cool when new york was cool right we was cool yeah you know sure. and that was a that was a, a a great moment you know so i don't think so i don't i know that there's a lot of cats that didn't come up how we came up mm -hmm. you know so when you see the shows and they're just like a person just standing there i don't get that mm -hmm. i don't understand that you know it's about like activating and getting them going like mm -hmm. buster is dope mm -hmm. Busta is dope because Busta has, you know, they got their show, they got dynamic, right. they got the dynamic when they pull the music down and he's mm -hmm. like, D -d 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 so you can hear what he's saying and all. Like, you got to look at your showmanship. You got to watch videos. You yeah, know, I think you got to see in, what's up. You I know? think in like certain, you know, I think for some artists, there's a, like they just see a, a different thing. Right, like, like it's just being cool and money. I guess I'm you know what I mean. That. Like for some of them, it's like right. you know they 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 swagged up. You know right. they getting this money. Like that's not how we thought. No, and also I think there's this thing of like, you know, that people used to say like about somebody. They would say that about Puffy. Like, oh, he's not a rapper; he's an entertainer. Hmm. As if that's a bad thing. Entertainer's a great thing. Do you you know what yeah, I'm saying yeah. though? But that would be like it's too cool. I'm right. too cool to to go, like, put on a show for people. Right. Right. I think, you know, there's a, obviously not everybody. But, Folks don't know. know until you give it to them. Yeah. You know, right now, they, it's like they're smoking, like, shit weed mm -hmm. as opposed to bomb weed. Right. Perf like, as in, in yeah, performance-wise. Yeah. Sure. And folks need to go all the way back to when you seen Parliament's mothership come down. Yeah. Like those type of, they don't have, they haven't gotten an experience yet. Yeah. And once they get an experience, then I think the whatever culture is going on right now will even grow. Like, mm -hmm. damn, like I want to be like that. And then it'll pull some of them other, there's some really, okay, so like dancing, for instance. Where I came from dancing, I thought we was dope. Mm -hmm. But where it is now, mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't oh, believe man. This dude did that. Yeah, I can't believe. Like, yeah, I, dance it's, is like it's blowing my mind. Yeah, you know, and sure. um, that's what I want to see 
-hmm. entertainment wise. Mm -hmm. You know, MC Hammer was an entertainer. Mm -hmm. uh, she knew addition. Mm -hmm. Guy, everybody had they they dance steps and sang good, and the music was great, and you know what what happened to that? What's wrong with that? There ain't nothing wrong with that, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Set the example, man, because I feel like if somebody comes to see my show and they, some people work hard for the, that, you know, forty bucks or whatever they spending. For sure, you know. Yeah. So, far side, we always did extra shit. Even if it was we made some mushroom punch for the crowd. And I am not fucking around. We really did. <laughs> Is that right? Shit. Or I would go to the hardware wow. store and get this long ass tube and we put like a little uh a little um little pipe thing at the end uh -huh. of it. And we put it we send it all it's like a fifty foot tube and we send it out into the crowd. Or we send out no the way. tube out into the crowd and we light the light the oh, thing and man. it just puffing away and when it's done we pack it some more that's hilarious you know but it's like yeah. getting interactive with everybody and or sh i would just go buy shit to, i would go buy candy or some shit to like throw out to the crowd or whatever like because we yeah. care yeah you know it's the little things that people remember yeah yeah you know but it's all a part of you if it's right. you you know and so at this time are you, are you feeling like this is just going to keep going up forever uh or were you even thinking about that like what do you mean? What do you mean? Like like you know, the all the things that we're doing. Yeah, all the success. Like is it? <sighs> like do you get into that mindset of just like you expect it to just keep going? I know that you have to reinvent yourself all the time. For one, for two, I'm still having fun. I don't think I ever grew up. I think I'm immature. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's probably helpful. You know what I mean? It's helpful for what I do. Like yeah. you know, I teach Taekwondo too with oh, with, the, right? with the kids. Yeah. Oh, nice. So my my master is always like Trey. You know, you know, you know, you got to be exciting for the kids. You know, you're kind of boring. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, okay, Master Kim, let me. All right, let me figure it out. And right. it's true, because like if you you trying to teach a three year old or four a four year old or whatever, yeah. their attention span is like short. Yeah, of course. So I cannot be in think mode. I gotta be in right. like I gotta get into their zone. Yeah. And then I can bring them into my zone. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. So I, like I'm used to working. Oh my god, from from three years three years old to like seventeen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. that said. Um, I have to have that kid energy to spark what I can do, mm -hmm. you know, out there. Because the kid energy is the creative energy, you know what I mean? That unfiltered, that openness. You know, yeah. when you when you guys, you know, got out, got home from school, you went outside, and you you guys did who knows what, right. built go karts or, mm -hmm. you know, I know all I know I know some folks drug a dirty mattress for for miles just to put it up under a high swing and do backflips off the top onto it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So right, right, I was right. that kind of I, that was me yeah. as a kid. Yeah. You know, and um, just having fun, being creative is what you need to continue yeah. to you know do anything. To me, sure. Hey, if you're liking this episode, I think you'll enjoy my interview with T.J. Newmark from Jurassic Five. He's also partners with Trey in a new group called Trademark. Um, really fun stories I had with, with Newmark back in the day. Go back and check that out on iTunes or SoundCloud. And uh, now back to Slim Kid Trey. So how did you, um, I mean, that sounds, that sounds amazing, right? But you know, we know the far side story, right? Like it yeah, didn't, yeah. It wasn't all fun and creative, right? So the, you know, the band starts falling apart essentially, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so at what point, like, you know, at what point did you realize, like, okay, this is over, like, we got to go do something else, and, mm. and, and how, you know, what you just described of, like, were you able to carry that through, or do you have to go through a period of, like, you know, do you have to, like, regain that? Oh, yeah, you got to regain some stuff. Yeah. Uh, as far as the far side is concerned and us separating, I think it was the biggest lesson for, for us as men. Uh, I think the universe did all of this for a reason, mm. because we all had to grow and learn. You know, like uh, I kept in our in our journey of making beats, because I make beats or I mm. used to make beats, and then. Um, I used to always run into cats on the road that had the same sample mm -hmm. as us. Sure. They're like, they're, yo, yo, listen to my thing. And, and I'm like, and they play it. And I'm right. like, damn, that's the same thing we're about to put out, right. you know? Yeah, of course. And I'm just like, damn, I'm getting I mean, tired of so many records. Right. And then, and, and then it comes back around. It's like, oh, you bit my shit or right. whatever. It's like, no, right. fool, was this, you know, we're yeah. sampling just like you. But it's, I'm glad sampling, has, so I'll do this later, but I'm glad sampling has... It's still creative and kids mm -hmm. are going like super bonkers and right, right, right. you know and I, I appreciate it all it's different now. I appreciate it all and it's different they're doing so much more but back then I was like you know what fuck this I'm going to try to create it on my own I wanted to, I wanted what I wanted what those musicians like uh, you know uh, Maurice White and mm -hmm. and and uh, Quincy Jones had that they can, you know, Rod Temperton, they can, mm -hmm. they're pulling it from the universe. They open it up for it and to it. And I was like, I need to do this too, because I want to create, um, I want to create the music. I want to create, I'll create the samples, right. you know? So right. I dove into, um, orchestrating. Mm. And so that's what I do now. And I do okay. it a lot better. And I got one of the songs on this uh, monkey business record that I got have for you is my artist, um, uh, Moonbeam Kelly. Okay. And it's just, you know, I, I, I orchestrate. I, you mm -hmm. know, I work with musicians that, you know, we create the new, you mm -hmm. know, because I don't want to run into sure. people with the same sample as me. But however, in my scientific, uh, you know, studies and testings and stuff, I want to see if what I create consciously, I want because like, I feel like things are a conscious bubble mm -hmm. and ideas exist in it. So like we can all be in underneath the same conscious bubble right now, okay. and like maybe a word or, or something will pop up, and we're like, oh man, I was just thinking that. Mm. So I want to see if what I write, groove wise, someone else who writes the same, thing, okay. you know, or close yeah. to it. Yeah. Which happens. Realize, I mean, it happens see, all the time. You know, if you don't it catch it, here it is. If you don't catch it, someone else will. Because I'm conscious now, right. and I, I I'm aware of it. So if an idea, a hot idea comes along, right. and you have it bubbling, you better do it mm -hmm. because someone—it's the universe—is always just creating. So it's gonna pick somebody. Mm -hmm. So if you're being closed about it, it's like, oh, he's not listening. Let's go over here because Mikey's open. Mm -hmm. He's listening. Let's give it to him. Yay! Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting you describe it that way because you know, like every every year or two, there's a new lawsuit over some song that sounds, sounds too like much a, like another yeah. one. And I think, you know, there's like, to me, like I think that's an impossible task to, to sort out yeah. what's what, because the reality is, you know, the, the, there's, these things are out there. It's out there. Right, yeah. and you know, it's impossible for you not to be influenced 
by Earth, Wind, and Fire, by yeah. Quincy yeah. Jones, by these things, you know, by thousands of other songs yeah. that have meant something to you over the years. They have to influence you. Now, whether whether you use the same notes or in the same yeah. order or not, right, that's a different thing. But, um, but drawing where that line is too much, and it's, it's, you know, I don't know how that actually works. I feel like, man, some things are just... It's like, why are we even arguing about this? Right. You know what I mean? Like, well, because people want money. No, no, no. Because lawyers, yeah, yeah. Want because money. somebody, yeah, somebody, yeah. somebody you needs know. money. Somebody. For sure. <laughs> no, just, I get it. I'm just like, yo, just be more, crea just be creative. Right. I tell my artists too. You know, like, she's like, I don't want to do this because you know, then folks are gonna bite my style or whatever. And I'm like, let them bite your style. Right. Yeah. You be, you be the uncut. You be the uncut and pure. Right. You know what I mean? You be because man, the uncut and pure is too dope. Mm -hmm. And then everything else comes from that. So yeah. here's here's an example, uh, Parliament, that is uncut. Mm -hmm. And then you have all these other folks spawning from it with their funk, and that's why they was talking about. They think they funky, but they not. Right. You know, they don't know the doo doo. We got the doo doo. You right. know what I mean? We are the funk. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they are so much the funk and immersed in it, like you like it does something different to you because they're more connected to the source of what that is right. than the other ones that's trying. Because yeah. it's, a, it's a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah. I look at <clears throat> uh, Jamaica Funk. Uh -huh. I used to think that was Shaka Khan and Rufus and it wasn't. Oh, I was wow. so mad when I figured. Is when that I, right? Yeah, because yeah. I was like, that's, that's Shaka Khan. Yeah. But it wasn't. Tom Brown. It's Tom Brown. Yeah. But Rufus, yeah. They, was the, they was the uncut. For sure. Like, I don't know who came before what, the chicken before the egg. I don't that, either, but, that, I, but sense, I'll tell you that's another I one. I love that, that like, song, though, Jamaica Funk. I won't I kick mean, it I out of my I thought that was the greatest record in the world. When it, when and I thought it was Shaka yeah. Khan. That's so funny. I still think it's Shaka Khan. <laughs> I'm going to go to sleep like that's Shaka Khan. Better, well, you never know. Like, a lot, a lot of times, it's, you know, people <clears> behind the scenes. I saw when Rod Shepard just, just died. Like, yeah. I, you know, I think it was Dante Ross put up, like, all the stuff that he'd written over the years. And, like, I had no idea. Yeah. That behind the scenes, all this thing was happening. Yeah. You know, it's the same person. So, you know, I'm sure there's. I used to think it was Quincy Jones uh, that did right. all this stuff until I talked to Quincy Jones. He's like, oh, no, that's Ron Tipperton. Yeah. I'm like, what? Right. You know? Yeah. And then to find out that Ron, Ron Tipperton was part of Heat, Heat Wave. Wave. That's what it was. I didn't know. Like, and I knew. Like, what? I knew about the Michael stuff. But I didn't know that he was from Heat Wave and all that. And then you started to go, okay, now. He wrote a lot you know. of amazing stuff, man. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, okay, you said, um, talk about the lessons, right? So that, you know, this partnership breaks up, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I can't yeah. imagine, first of all, just we're talking about coping with that success that kind of falls on you, but also you got a night, you're in a four-way business partnership. Yep, yep. It's more than business. There was a house, right? Yeah, we used to, so we had like two houses. We <clears> were <throat> in the Farside Manor. Yeah. And then we were in Lab Cabin. Right. <clears throat> oh, that was a new house. Mm -hmm. Oh, so we, when we moved, uh -huh. we, we had to move from, yeah. from Farside Manor because it was in the hood. Yeah. We would have people coming over with MAC-10s talking about, y'all want to help me do this run? <laughs> it's like, y'all got that limo. Right. Why don't y'all help me run this thing? We're like, no, homie, we good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Thank God it was enough I'm of us. Sure, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah, because we might have been doing it wrong with homie. <laughs> right. So it was. So you know that's the point, right? So it wasn't just a business partnership. 
corporation on paper. You guys live together. We live together. You're on tour together. You're in the and by, when, like, and when I say live together, I meant like this is where we come together. We practice. Right. Uh, <clears throat> you know, we sleep sometimes, but then yeah. we go to our girl's house. Sure. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, but nobody had like their own <clears throat> house apartment where it's like no, but we should have. Right. So if we had the mentality now that we did then, yeah. I would have I would have made sure that we bought each house that we lived in. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's I think people. Well, I don't know, but my for my group, I think it's important that we take care of the things that are pressurous mm-hmm. over you, so you can. Because I'm about let's stay in the creative zone mm-hmm. and if you're worried about your bills and you're worried about like where you gotta stay and all this shit you know so it's like let's buy that um who's first all right barnes we're gonna buy you a house okay next okay we're gonna buy you a house and then mm-hmm. and then that's covered it don't have to be an expensive house or nothing mm-hmm. like that but mm-hmm. it's like you know you got a place and it's paid in full right you know get that out the way because we're like see you at the studio yeah or we got you know right 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 and then we get to focusing on what we're doing because this is what we're doing. Yeah. This is all we know how to do. Right. You know what I mean? Like um, day jobs don't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't. They just don't. It doesn't add up. It just really doesn't add up. So our focus has to be with this. I mean, our focus is this is what we're not going to be happy there anyway. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're doing. So I wish that that would have happened for all of us. That would have been one thing. But things were how they were. Um, we I mean, I, I, I got to imagine there's also an upside to that. And, like, I think in hindsight, everything you're saying makes sense. Yeah. I think when you're in it at the moment and these are, like, your three best friends. Yeah. And you're, like, making this incredible music together and having these shows. And, the, you know, I, there also has to be that where it's just, like, you're so in it. Again. I wish we had some Again, more. decades oh. later, like, yeah. it's easy to see why another way is well, maybe the... the the more sensible approach? I think we should have locked it down. Yeah. You know, honestly. Yeah. I wish we had people. The thing about our culture is we don't have that pull, like lift another person up mentality. You know, like um, my other Taekwondo master, you know, he's from the Philippines. Right. And, you know, like the lessons he teaches me, he say, Trey, if you don't have the money to buy um, this car, Wait till you get it. Mm-hmm. Don't get yeah, it on yeah. credit. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, don't get, don't don't put yourself in you know debtful situations or whatever. Or or you know like people come together, families come together and help. It, it's like here's a here's a, uh, my my grandmother had a bill that was due and it was like like maybe like twenty four hundred dollars and it's like either I could help her and pay the whole thing or we got a whole big family that can put in 200 a piece yeah and that's like boom right and so that's exactly what i suggested and they're like oh for grandma yeah boom done that pressure that she had was gone yeah we're still built like that Mm -hmm. we're still built like the core of us is you know sure i mean at the same time too i think you what you said the culture was that way and and your you know your manager paul who's a Close yeah, yeah, yeah. Friend of mine, I love yeah, Paul Stewart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been on the show and told yeah, some yeah, of yeah. what he's gone through. But he had his big party house where people yeah. were crashing. Paul had a lot of yeah. We, yeah. we crashed with Paul too. You know what I mean? And he, and so, uh, like that was the culture, right? Yeah. Or, or that was part we, of it. Was we were just young and we of, didn't know as much as what we know now. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Um, but back to the the, the breakup thing. Yeah. Uh, 
to me that was it was unfortunate because we were super good homies and friends and we're kind of underneath it all we're super it's real yeah we just a little hurt yeah you know we're Still. hurt by uh obviously you know what i mean um you know Romai is pretty he's a pretty good dude up under he says a lot of things that that make sense mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. in the moment of where our little thing happened you know we ha we had a disagreement about something and um i had grown to do um my orchestration stuff and i was doing that but i wasn't trying to leave the group at all mm -hmm. at all mm -hmm. but i was just you know i had like i would i would be producing right. uh this thing or that thing and and he wanted everybody to like hey let's just focus on this yeah you know if you do this give 100% to this then everything else after that and you know that's that's fine but i was sure. in the middle of I'm right. already doing all these different. I can, to me, I can musically multitask. Mm -hmm. Like as long as I handle my business, you know, I think everything is all good. But you know, I other think people don't work that same way. You know. Yeah, and that's part of what the challenges of partnerships, right? Is yeah, you know, different that styles and, and communication. Right. Well, and I, but I also think like there's a certain insecurity that comes with success. True. Right, is that you know you start wondering who you can trust, and you start yep. wondering where people's loyalties are, and yep. and all that. And so I I can see why. And we were a loyal, would have that. We're a very loyal core group. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. So I think they was pretty upset with yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. So you know. so, you know, what what is the best lesson that you took from that experience? From that experience. Oh man. Yeah, man. It's I love those dudes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I love where we, I love our professionalism. I love mm -hmm. them as brothers, seriously. Mm -hmm. um, I let no one give me an ultimatum because mm -hmm. I wouldn't do that to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, the lesson I learned, I think I, I, think I walked my lesson, mm -hmm. you know, because I didn't allow, um, I didn't allow myself to be like kind of, like pushed around a little bit in that mm -hmm. capacity mm -hmm. and we all have to grow we all have to grow like we can still like if you want to we can still walk the same road right because i'm like if 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 i show all good parts and i'm and i'm upfront about everything and you still have a, a problem like I, I i walked the right way mm -hmm. i made it a point to because like damn i i if I hurt your feelings, I apologize. And I, we spoke on all those things. Mm -hmm. So, hey, moving forward, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you you can't allow people to take it. Like, your loyalty is one thing, and my loyalty is, is pretty thick. Mm -hmm. But you can't allow people to control you with that term. Right. Sure. You know, like... Cause then you got you jumping over hoops, cause you know all these different little things just to make them happy, and they just still if they're still burnt on something, I have to wait till you, you you're not burnt anymore about whatever mm -hmm. you felt like you was burnt about, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And then we there's so much money there for us, you know. Yeah, it's there for all of us. My 25 percent, his, and everybody. I don't want nothing but my 25 percent. Right. You know what I mean? Because, and I wouldn't want more than that mm -hmm. because that was built by all of us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> I, think, I think I'm walking my lesson.
I have to be me. I, I can't, you know, I can't, I'm open, mm -hmm. you know, I'm flexible. It's no different from a relationship. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You gotta be upfront, you gotta talk about everything. So what about, so now, you know, you have, uh, you know, solo projects, you have a partnership with Newmark, yep. right? And so how do you approach, like how do you approach that relationship differently? <clears throat> You just got to do all the things that <clears throat> that make sure things stay on the up and up. Mm -hmm. You got to look at those those old formats of things, you know, and then apply the good. So what here. Do you, let me ask it this way: What do you think, other than you know, obviously Newmark is incredibly talented musically, but like besides that, like what makes him a good partner for you? Newmark is his work. He's got work ethic. Yeah. He's he's comb, he'll comb through everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Comb through it, polish it, listen mm -hmm. to it. I get slide, I dips and I die, leave the past behind. Well, all I did was survive. I'm like, why? What's the question? Looking for the answer now, I'm DIY shit. I know who I am, son. Take it to the hole with control, get an and one. Take what I deserve without the help of a handgun. A true man that provides for his fam one way. And he's a DJ too, because there was a time where I was like, man, I wonder why uh, these radio executives always uh, want to hire DJs to be A&R, this, mm -hmm. that, and the other, but now I know because I'm a DJ, and mm -hmm. I know what triggers a crowd. Yeah. I know what gets them moving, you know what I mean? And um, So now I know that part. I know a yeah. lot of parts now. Sure, Oh, of my course. God, the part, because, you know, putting out my own records and right. things like that, so I know a lot of parts. But, um, you know. Was, was there ever a time, you know, that you thought you were going to, quit making music like it got so hard you start to question the music. yeah I did yeah. I quit I was like you know what I'm done with this and what did I do <laughs> the same sec I said I'm done with this and I went over into my room and I closed the door I lay down for a second and I wrote a song did you <laughs> oh shit it's just like my default setting yeah. <clears throat> I'm supposed to do this yeah you know what I mean so, so you quit for 20 because I quit yeah I quit for an hour yeah <laughs> yeah, I quit for an hour. Yeah, yeah. So really, you never, you never like, you never questioned the mission. Like, I'm, this is not. It was some. There was some hard times. I think I had yeah. like a nervous breakdown too. You know, like uh, we were doing, we we're doing a record. We were we just got signed to a Red Ant or whatever, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we were doing this record and just happy about it or whatever. And Red Ant went under, and I was like, oh, yeah. I just. I'm like at the, the console, like, like wow. And right. I just, my hands started shaking. I started tripping out a little bit. I'm like, wow. Cause we, like, we were just kind of like, there was a time where we were just going through some troubles and some lows and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just went outside and I sat down. I was, I was in tears, man. Mm -hmm. And then um, I think uh, Mwalk came out to, to talk with me. And I was like, man, this shit is happening again. I'm like, fuck dude, we just trying to, right. we just trying to like, do our yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. I just grabbed a handful of money, jumped on a plane like the next day and went to New York and uh -huh. I was just chilling with my girlfriend uh -huh. and for a couple of weeks was up in this hotel and I just stayed in this hotel and I would just do nothing. I would go sit on a stoop and eat Indian food right. with my girl or just walk, you know, just do yeah. nothing ass shit. Yeah. I would go to plays, I would walk in the park, I was like, life has, like, this is too much. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And then how do you bounce back? What's the, what's like, when you're in that, feeling that way, Shit. like what, what happens to pull you out of that? Or what do you do? The pieces just come back slowly. Yeah. You just gotta read, you gotta discover yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and it comes back slowly. You know, you gotta. Is there something, is there a, is there a ritual? Is there a like, uh, you know, is there you a, just gotta, are, are there mentors? Is there it's good that it's good when that? it's good when you hit rock bottom. Yeah. Cause there's nothing there but you. Right. And from that point, you've literally like you, you can hear your, your own breathing mm -hmm. and your heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And then the, 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 the spirit whisper tells you your next move. Yeah. But you won't know your next move until you know your next move. Mm -hmm. You know, and I know mm -hmm. it sounds like funny to say, or whatever, but I'm dead serious. And that's what any idea, like breakdown, having a breakdown or not, yeah. when you're reinventing yourself, you have to go to a blank sheet of paper, and you just sit there and you you let the the new idea arrive to you. And when it does, the synergy comes with it. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like lightning and thunder, mm. you know. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate those moments because those moments spark the next. Just what did Steve Jobs think when they kicked him out of Apple, and then this motherfucker turns around and makes Pixar? Right. What's stopping a brilliant mind? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the brilliant mind in all of us, yeah. basically. You know what I mean? We're just like too busy with. I gotta go to work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> driving this traffic you know yeah, or we don't believe that we're capable because or you don't have that empty space right is that me oh man i'm so sorry that's all right that means i gotta put some more money in the meter but um you know it's it's you don't have that moment to to think creatively yeah you, you you're you're plugged up with with life or the media and all these different things yeah, sure. you know I can't wait to see people um, so this whatever low that we're having where everybody's like you know kind of a little depressed or whatever but then they're gonna get to that floor yeah and when they get to that floor they're gonna feel their the bottoms of their feet on the floor and then they're gonna feel how beautiful they actually are and how much they don't actually need you know what I mean or how much uh, a friend coming along to like just do something simple for you or hey man you know let's go out to lunch or whatever and those little those little things start to build you up mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then that that spark comes when that spark comes is the only time that you should act on anything like my son for instance or my my little nephews um it's important for them to know where they're going mm -hmm. before i put dollar one mm -hmm. and investing into their life mm -hmm. i gotta see where their spark is once i see where their spark is i'm like oh yeah Let's get that. Let's, and I'll show them all the parts of, like, so my little cousin Kumani, he's just like kind of like a little wanderer kid or whatever. But, you know, I pay attention to him because I want to know what's up. He's learning Mandarin and things mm -hmm. like that. And I'm like, oh, great, you know. So the other day I was like, you know, how's, how's everything going in school? He's like, it's all right. And I was like, he's like, I got an F. And I'm like, what do you got an F in? He's like, Mandarin. I was like, but that's your favorite thing. He's like, yeah. I'm like, let's go. I got to open my computer. We went on YouTube and we were doing Mandarin lessons mm -hmm. right then. Mm -hmm. And I sat there with him to learn it. And he's teaching me and I'm, you know, like mm -hmm. he's teaching mm -hmm. me and, and we're learning from the thing, the program. And I was like, I want to keep doing that. 
And then the other day, he has this little video where he's like doing like little magic tricks and stuff like that. And he loves creating video stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I see where his spark is going, and that's where I put the gasoline. Right. You know? Yeah. My son as well, you know, he's basketball. Mm -hmm. Like, he can't clean his room or anything for us to save yeah, his, his, sure. his life. Yeah. But when it comes to basketball, yeah. Like so now he has to be up at he has to be at uh, morning practice at six thirty a.m. So that means that I got to be up at right. four thirty a.m. to cook him breakfast to he, yeah. you know or actually he does it himself now. Yeah. He gets up. He, that's the only thing he'll get. Like the uh -huh. alarm clock does not wake this kid yeah, up. That's what gets him out of bed. But that's what yeah. gets him out of bed. And then yes. I'm, I'm I go to you know every practice that he has and I'm watching how he interacts with his team. He's the leader. Yeah. Hey yo, let, all right guys, let's step it up. Let's right, do it. Right. And I'm seeing, I'm like, is this the same dude? Yeah. Cause, fool, I be trying to have you to step it up on them dishes, right. and they never get to him, yeah. you know. But yeah. this is what this is what hits. So I'm throwing gasoline on it. I'm, we're all making sure he's in the right programs to get him to the NBA. That's what he wants to do. Yeah. You best believe, as a father, I'm gonna make sure he's in the right lanes to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm trying to see what what other thing he's interested in too. He likes like working out and nutrition. It's like, okay, well. Are you going to be, like, maybe he's going to be a coach? I don't fucking mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. But he's, you know, learning all these different things, you know, because that goes with what he's doing. But yeah. I'm still trying to find his other spark that yeah, goes hand in hand with his basketball. Of course. You know, so, and I think that's in all of us as well, especially with this music thing. Yeah. You know, uh, I have a lot of artists and... So what, what's your the what's the goal now? For the goal is to, so, <laughs> I'm in three groups. Okay. Trademark TRDMRK yeah. is uh, myself and uh, DJ Newmark from Jurassic Five and Austin Antoine, okay. which is a new cat. He's amazing. Nice. I definitely you definitely have to go and check it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna check that for uh, sure. With uh, go to Newmark's house, so I'll play it for you before we put okay. it out. Okay. Okay. And um, my other project is called uh, Bizarre Ride, which is the other half of mm -hmm. Far Side. So. Mm -hmm. And this is the our, our first little record called Titty. Okay. <laughs> and what Titty means is just give him a little taste. Uh -huh. And it, we're not talking about woman Titty because if you look on the thing, <laughs> it's, man, man a, it's a when you get older you get man Titty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's the funny part. And I'll, right. I'll stop joking about that. <laughs> but so we're touring with that still, and we've been going to Europe about like eleven times or yeah. whatever. We just keep doing that. And my other band is a rock and hip-hop band oh, called wow. Backbone. Okay. And uh, one of the cats, um, uh, Adam Vidal, he's like this kid prod prodigy that came up like playing, uh, opening for uh, Carlos Santana. Mm. So we just opened for Carlos Santana uh, at the beginning of the year wow. with uh, the Backbone crew. That's amazing. Yeah, so that's yeah. really nice. And I can, get my, I can get my music orchestration rock on, uh -huh. you know. And funny thing is because the guy Keaton Simons, um, who was my guitar player back in the day when I was doing my Liberation album, when I was mm -hmm. expanding into my live music, mm -hmm. so he was my MD. You know, and he, you know, he's amazing. He plays like Jimi Hendrix. Nice. His cat is, and I've known him since he was like like 16. Wow. 
you know? So to meet up with Adam, who plays like Carlos Santana, and both of them together, like, mm -hmm. the, this shit is sick, man. Oh, that's cool. So I'm staying creative, and then my other uh, situation is um, I produce, I'm producing uh, this girl, uh, Moonbeam Kelly, which okay. one song is on there, and you'll hear it. Okay. I'm um, pr producing with this guy, Tony Ozier, who's with Doo Doo Funk All-Stars in Portland. Okay. And we've been just working on her record and yeah. just getting it going. I stay nice. creative, man. I, I can't can help it, man, you yeah. know? So a lot of good stuff. Um, nice. You know, especially staying away from the negative side of what my group has been all been through right now. I For think sure. it's... Uh, I love those, once again, I love those guys, and, I, you know, I wish them the best. I'm sure they don't really have that hard heart feelings with, with me or Lip, but, you know, mm -hmm. our hopefully situations will um, bring us back together to do something cool, you know. And So this bizarre rides you and Fat Lip? Yeah, sometimes. When Fat Lip wants to show sometimes. up, see, this is how he, yeah, yeah. when Fat Lip wants to show up, he's all welcome to come back. I get it. And when he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't want to do it. Right. And here's what I learned about that is resistance is something that you don't you don't want to you don't want to push a boulder up a hill right or you don't want to swim yeah. upstream on the river right and sometimes you know when he don't want to do it i'm trying to swim upstream to get him to do it if i just let him do his thing right. and let him show up when he wants to because i right. want the best from him yeah. and when he wants to do it that's when i'm going to get the best from sure. him so i don't really i don't judge him anymore because we used to, me and him was the ones that fought physically right. yeah all the time yeah you know and um, I'm just learning how to work with things, cause like I, I can't make people do nothing. I can only, I only can do what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I put like, so if this ain't, if if this thing ain't working, I'm going where the synergy is. Right. You that's, know, that's and big. yeah, cosmically, creatively, maybe that's it's just not. We don't have whatever tool that needs to be right for that to continue to excel up. Yeah. But the trademark stuff is like yeah. through the roof right now, and I can't wait for you to hear it, bro. Uh -huh. And the and when we were making it, the synergy was there. Yeah, it's like that's, it made itself. That's amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, I have a little speed round before we, before uh, we let you here go. Here we go. Um, what is there another talent outside of music that you always wish you had more of? Oh, outside of music, um, I do kind of like counseling counseling I, I i went to when i was in college i was yeah. a psychology okay. major yeah. electronics minor yeah. so my that part and then martial arts okay as my heart you know what i mean yeah so and it's like it seems like all this stuff is like kind of coming together because the martial arts part and the psychology and dealing with the world is all you know like sure i'm like <laughs> I'm like the guru with the incense, sit the <laughs> bare feet, and people come in with the master and, and have the little long beard and mustache, yeah. giving wisdom. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what's the last great book you read? It's been a minute. Uh, so let's. I, I, Conversations of with God was okay. a, a book that I read a while ago, and I I read the I read the second book first, and I started in the middle, <laughs> and then I. I read I read funny. I yeah. just read what's interesting and then I go. Sure. So after I read that, I um I read all the books. Uh -huh. And then over time I read a lot of, you know, self-help books and it's like kind of like it's like you're talk they're talking in a circle. Yeah. You know, you can yeah. tell when they're just trying to sell a book. For sure. You know. Yeah, they got so uh, many pages to fill. Yeah. Um What about uh what what movie do you think you've seen the most? Oh my gosh. 
the most. Hmm. That's a very good one. I don't know. You know the, I don't know. Are you a movie guy? Like I am a movie guy. The yeah. last movie I saw was Doctor Strange, and that okay. was really good. Yeah. I like stuff like that. Me and my son, we go to the movies all the time, and we check it. There was a, there's, there's some movies, but I just can't, you know, like when you ask the question, so, it like, right, runs like, out of your head. Yeah, of course. So Doctor Strange was good. Uh -huh. um, oh, my God. Did you ever want to act? Yeah, I, I did act. Did I was you? in a, a movie called uh, Six Brothers in a Cadillac. Okay. And I was like, that was, I, would, I would do it. I would continue yeah. to do it. Is that right? Yeah, since I'm getting older, too. <laughs> I have to get my, do my LL Cool J. And, oh, shit. <laughs> you know. Who, um, you can't say Newmark. Who, who's your favorite DJ? Can't say Newmark? Let's say favorite DJ other than Newmark. Okay. Oh, my goodness. That is a good question, too. Rich Medina is pretty dope, and I, I, I man, I try to. I, I saw him in New York, and I try to make sure that I mixed it up like he does mm. for the crowd. You know, he yeah. plays he plays so many different genres, and it was yeah. all hot. And I was like, yeah. I got to do the same thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, Maceo from yeah. from De La. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. All right, so how's everybody find you online? Uh, you can find me right now on Facebook okay. and SlimKidTrey.com. Okay. SlimKid3.com. Okay. Or on Facebook, you can or you can find me also at Trademark.net. T-R-D-M-R-K.net. And then just uh, on Facebook, SlimKid3. Catch nice. me there. Instagram. I'm an Instagrammer. People like. I tweeted you, and I'm like, I'm not a Twitter not guy. Twitter. I'm still Instagram. not Twitter. Okay. But but my team works I mean, my Twitter. You yeah, know what I mean? For sure. <clears throat> so for sure. Instagram is me. Yeah. Uh, what else? Facebook is is me at times too. Yeah. You know, I definitely check in. Yeah. But uh, shoot, man. All right, man. Well, we can't wait to check out the new stuff. Definitely looking yeah. for that trade. Oh, and uh, and bizarreridelive.com also, okay. because we we leave for Europe or our tour. Nice. And. Um, yeah. Well, keep me posted when when the show comes to LA. We'll, uh, yeah. We'll invite we'll folks out and exactly and, for uh, sure. For we'll sure. Do that. Yeah. Okay. Dude, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, man. That was no doubt. had to. That was this, nah. is, this is perfect, man. Thank nice. you, guys. Yeah. All right, that was Slim Kid Trey. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. I hope you uh, find us on Twitter at Rebel Radio Net. Leave us a comment. Hit us up on Facebook. Check us out on YouTube and come back next week for more Rebel Radio. Peace.